Hello, welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. This today is the last episode in the Unbound Talks series for season four. We are talking about live, the very last point. David, jump uh, right in. Tell us about why we're talking about living. Uh, as we as we have talked about in previous uh, episodes in this series, this is part of Unbound's educational philosophy. Of it helps us to understand exactly why we are the alternative to traditional education that we think is uh, so unique uh, as of an offering today. And so uh, we talked about the questions-based paradigm in Ask. We talked about uh, understanding life as a story in Understand. We talked about project-based education and quickly and under- effectively mastering complicated information in Do. And this time we're going to be talking about Live and how all of those things together aren't just for your career and are what's so important and key about the way that we do education here at Unbound is that we educate not just for your career, but for your relationship, for a full life for your student. So that is our aim and what we're hoping to communicate today. Indeed, 100%. Well, living is about doing things without talking anymore. Let's jump right into the episode. Well, welcome back, everyone. I am very excited uh, to be joined by you all for the final part of this series. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about the last part in the Ask, Understand, Do, Live model, and that, of course, is live. So, Jonathan, I will kick it back to you and let you give us a brief introduction of what live is in this model. You know, after we ended the last session, David, we all were kind of wondering if maybe we should just start with you because you summarized everything so nicely um, that, you know, if so, general listener, if you're listening to this, uh, it may be helpful. I mean, we'd love to have you listen to all of it. But if you do need the quick summary, David has proven his genius in being able to take all of our long ramblings and make it into like a two minute presentation at the end. So keep that firmly in mind. So, um yeah, so David, this is maybe the most exciting part of the model, in my opinion. And uh, here's here's the genesis for this idea. Um, I spent uh, a good many years traveling around the country talking to students about college, first for, for a traditional college where I was a director of admissions. And then I spent a long time touring, doing a, a series of presentations about higher education. And uh, literally all over the country, um, hundreds of different audiences, thousands of people, and I would ask some questions like, why are you going to college? Or why do you think you're going to college and all those things? And uh, there was this really interesting corollary uh, where people were very, very interested in higher education for a couple of very predictable reasons. In other words, I heard these answers all over the country from all kinds of different people. Uh, I want to go to college to earn more money and I want to go to college uh, so that I can enjoy my job. And, and so those were the things. So basically, if we got shorthand that money and productivity. Um, to to make as much money as possible and to be as productive as possible so that I can have a very fulfilling job. Um, Now, there's some really interesting research that's come out recently. And and for those of you who have heard some of our folks that have been on the podcast, uh, Matthew Rocky uh, is part of Unbound, and we have him on for various things at different times. And uh, he's my co-host on the River Talks podcast. And Matthew just did some research recently that pointed out that, you know, if you went back 20 years and asked people when they went to school, they wanted to go to school to earn money. If you went back 10 or 15 years, they wanted to go to school to make a difference. And now uh, they're going to school because they think they have to to survive. 
uh, which is a little bit of a combination of those two. Like they want to make a difference and they want to earn money. Here's, here's where I think there's a problem. Uh, we've conflated education with those things. Like in other words, if you wrote the formula, education equals salary or higher salary. Education equals meaning and work. And uh, those kind of things beg to be debunked, in my opinion, because I think there's something much more important going on here. And that is that I don't think that your life ought to be or should be defined by your salary, nor do I think your life ought to be or should be defined by your work and your productivity. Uh, in other words, life is much bigger and much richer than that, in our opinion. And so the live part of it was just a really important reminder for us as we uh, build an educational system and a program that the education was not the final point. Living a good life was the final point. So to paraphrase here, um, there's an author called Andy Andrews, and he says, your point is not to raise good children. Your job is to raise good adults. Uh, your point is not to have great children, it's to have great adults. In other words, you know, so many people say, well, I have a great kids. So you really don't want to have great kids. You want to have great adults. And I think you, if you sort of extrapolate that and push it forward, the point is not to have a fantastic GPA or to have a fantastic education. The point is for your education to give you tools so you can have a better life. Well, what does a better life look like? And so maybe a quick shorthand for that is what we talk about uh, with our students in the program, which is live is made up of rest, recreation, and relationships. And a life that doesn't acknowledge those or an education that doesn't acknowledge those is an education that's likely to go off the rails. Um, rest, uh, very simply because when you rest, you're acknowledging that there's something bigger than you. If you have a purely naturalistic worldview, then you think that you're in charge of everything and that you have to get everything done. And you know, any time that you spend resting is time that you are wasting as you hurdle towards oblivion. And as Christians, we say, well, that's absolutely not true. Uh, that's not uh, the way the world works. And in fact, rest means that we acknowledge, uh, based in the every idea of a Sabbath and, and, and embedded in the actual Ten Commandments from God himself, uh, that we are to rest because we're not the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> you know, there's something bigger than us. It doesn't depend entirely on us. Uh, recreation, because I, you know, it's, at some level, a truest form of human expression is our ability to create because we're made in the image of God. And that includes things like recreating our life when we go to the beach for a week, where we have a totally different life that we have, that we recreate something. And in doing so, we gain a new perspective on life and what we're living for. And finally, relationships, because as we say frequently, all these things only make sense in the context of relationships. Our relationship with the one who made us, our relationship with other people, and ultimately, you know, you can be the most productive and the most wealthy person in the world. And if you have messed up relationships, none of that stuff will matter. And a good education should acknowledge those realities. So David, that's kind of the quick overview and the heart of what we talk about when we talk about live as our final pillar of our educational structure here. That's that's really interesting. And I, I know that personally that resonates a lot with me uh, and I think a lot with uh, any of our listeners who uh, have come up through the education system as students and that it seems as though the the purpose of higher education a lot of the time is just self-contained, is that you get educated just so that you can then do what the education system tells you to do with it, to go on and to just, you know, find the find the job that the education system lined up for you it seems like uh, almost from day one going into it that it seems just a very like structured path and uh it's just here you talk about this is that like the vision for education shouldn't just be 
look for ways to like use what we learned and to just like go on the path that like society sets for you. It's just to live a full life that is glorifying to the one who created you. And yeah, I, I really appreciated that. So, uh, well, I'd love to hear, uh, Jace, I'd love to hear from you, uh, and from you as well, Victoria on what do you guys think living this out looks like practically? What does it look like to live out this live principle? Well, David, I think, you know, we continue to understand that more and more, the more time goes on, um, which is kind of the beauty of it. Um, I think it also includes a lot of the, the previous, elements that we've talked about so far in this model of asking and understanding and doing, because I think in order to, you know, have that fulfilling life and to really understand how to, to live well in regards with rest and recreation and relationships and all that kind of stuff, um, we do need to ask questions. We need to be, uh, constantly asking questions, um, of ourselves, of other people. Um, we need to be understanding ourselves, other people, the world around us, and um, we need to be doing something um, that that living and particularly when I think of relationships, um, I think of this, that living in relationships is not just something that is intellectual or just happens on paper. It's something that happens um, in action. Um, right. And so we as, as Christians, we believe that love is kind of the, the core of that relational element and love is a very active thing. And so. Um, as we continue to ask and understand and do, that's that's going to um, eventually kind of come out and come alive in that that live element. And so, um, I think from from my experience, um, I've I've learned so much from kind of this model and um, seek to apply it, you know, in an everyday sort of way, just in the way that I. Uh, relate to people, the way that I put priority on relationships um, as someone who uh, sometimes tends more towards um, neglecting relationships or thinking I can get by without them, um, or at least getting by without putting um, a lot of priority on them. It's it's always encouraging and convicting and challenging to come back to that. And so um, this is something that I'm continuing to to learn, and I think we all continue to learn it. Um, but it's it's an important thing to set the foundation for at the very beginning of life. Um, but not something that by any means we master at the beginning of life. Um, and I think an argument can be made that we might never master it um, completely in this life, but that there is a, a steady progress, hopefully, that as we are um, being intentional about growing in rest and understanding recreation and relationships and whatnot, that there is a steady progress in that, um, but that there's always there's always more to learn. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting final point that you make there about uh, that this is a it's a progression that uh, it's, it's we talk about life skills uh, quite a bit here and unbound and I don't think that's something that a lot of other places in our world and in education that you'll find that often especially in the way that we talk about them when a lot of people think of life skills they might think of you know an essential life skill is how to do my taxes if you can figure out how to do that you know when you're in high school or college great that that's a helpful skill to know just for everyday life but the other part is that living life especially in these in this reality of relationships of community there are skills that go into that and i think that's a really important note that we should not overlook 
Absolutely. And if I can just add to that, David, you brought up a really great point about the life skills and how much we talk about that at Unbound. And for those of you listening, maybe you've seen um, something on our website or something in an email from us or some sort of marketing copy that talks about, you know, our our Ascend program and how it trains uh, students in core life skills. Um, And maybe, you know, when you've read that, you've thought of things like doing your taxes or, you know, having insurance or those sorts of things. Um, But to clarify, what we mean by that is just this, that um, when students join the Ascend program, um, we are giving them the tools to be able to build great relationships, build great community, to rest well, to pursue productive work without burning out, all those things that um, are, are, are soft skills in life, but are no less important. Um, in fact, you could argue that they're far more important than the skills of doing your taxes and that sort of thing. And so I just wanted to throw that in uh, to, to clarify that, David, because I think it's super important. So thank you for, for pointing that out. Also, we should be really clear. We don't think we invented this. You know, when we say this is a pillar of our, you know, our educational framework, it's not because we think we came up with something new. It's in fact because we're pointing back to something old. Um, but there's maybe a need for it in a way that's a bit unique. Um, I think in the past, this kind of understanding would have been passed on through a generational standpoint. You know, you would have been around people who had the wisdom and perspective of having lived many more years than you would have uh, to kind of, you know, speak this wisdom into your life. And you would see this lived out in different ways. You'd see this lived out in a community and you'd see examples of it either way. Um, In our current society, for good or bad, uh, we're a little more stratified in this fact that people are around people who are very much like them. And we think of this in terms of like, you know, the way people look or something like that. I don't mean that. I just mean that in the same life situations, right? Uh, you know, you would li- in the past, you would have lived in an environment where you would have been in a small town or something like that, where there had been a whole stratification. There'd be infants through elderly people and you'd see them all on a fairly regular basis. And now most of us live in situations where, you know, uh, people around us are all in the same age range of us or the same family sort of status as us doing some of the same things. And so you only see this sort of narrow slice. So, for example, if you're a young 20-something, you spend a lot of your time around young 20-somethings who are all either doing education or now working really crazy hard at the beginning of their career. And if you're a young family, you're around a bunch of people who have young families who are trying to struggle really hard to keep their head above water with the young family stuff. I don't know if that's bad, but it does mean there's a lack of perspective. And so this aspect of our educational process is to return some of that perspective and say, don't forget, don't forget that there's another aspect here that's beyond just being as productive as possible. It's beyond just making your bills, paying your bills and making a paycheck. Uh, there's, an, there's another aspect of life here and that that aspect of life actually transcends the paycheck and the um, productivity aspect of it. And, it. and it contextualizes, it makes those things actually make sense. It trumps it in some, in some very powerful ways. And if you forget that, you're at risk of, of burnout. And, and look, I interrupt to say this because I'm really passionate about it because burnout sounds like, oh yeah, I've burned out. People work too hard. No, no, no. Burnout these days means people are dying, mm. right? Uh, crazy high suicide mm-hmm. rates, uh, just just a fast, uh, unbelievably, uh, Matthew, again, would quote some research, he and I were just talking about this yesterday, um, something like suicide rates between 12 and 17-year-olds have tripled since 2017. Tripled. Mm-hmm. Tripled. That, that, that cannot be ignored. And that does not even take into account deaths by despair because of alcohol-related abuse or overdoses or things like that, right? There is a profound disconnect where people are, are losing sight of meaning and losing sight of why they're doing the things that they're doing. Um, and, and look, an educational process that fails to acknowledge that fails miserably and in fact contributes to the problem instead of solves it. 
And, and you know, we want to really passionately state that whatever we do, we don't want to contribute to the problem. And in fact, would like to speak a solution into the problem. And that's what we're talking about here. Victoria, I'd love to hear if uh, you've had any thoughts on uh, any of what we've talked about so far. Yeah, Jonathan, I really resonate what you just said about the lack of perspective. I think that's a huge element um, for many of these different aspects. In particular, um, and I'm going to kind of back this up maybe to a slightly higher level view on this. One of the elements of practically living out in education and rest and recreation and relationships is being able to realize that that's going to look different for you based on where you're at in life and, you know, different person to different person. So David, you and I might, you know, hear the same, you know, information. It might be something about rest. It might be something about relationships or, or recreation or something else. And we're going to take two different things away from that, most likely because we're at two different places in life. And so realizing that the way that somebody else applies that may not be the way that you need to apply that. And it also may not be academic. And obviously, we we think about these things a lot in terms of academic lessons. Um, what we're talking about here are a lot more on the life skill side um, and being able to convert those lessons over. But if you can develop an attitude of living these things out, living out what you're learning, consistently growing and applying them in these different areas of life uh, far and beyond just in academic education or high school education or college education, that is going to be a huge difference um, for you in the future. So just a slightly different uh, take on that maybe, but I was at a, a writing conference just a couple of weeks ago and was struck by the fact that there were, you know, 100, 200 of us in a room listening to the exact same information. And yet, because we were all at different places in our writing journeys, we all took something slightly different away. And if I tried to, you know, I'm kind of at the beginning of my writing journey. And so if I tried to take away the same lessons on publishing or agents or that sort of thing that the person next to me did, um, I would have missed out. What I need to focus on was this other set of information. Um, but, you know, if the person next to me tried to learn or, you know, focus on what I was doing, that's not where they were at. They needed something more advanced. And so kind of in the same way, just being able to to really be smart about where you're at in life and then apply these things to rest, to recreation, to relationships or whatever it is in your life um, in the way that makes most sense to you and where you're at, not trying to redo lessons from earlier um, or maybe jump to a point you weren't ready for yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Uh, there's another question that I had that Jace, you actually touched on earlier in the episode is that you mentioned that this final part live, uh, is really what ties together and gives meaning to the first three parts of the model that we've talked about previously. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more from anyone who wants to jump in on it on why it's so important to tie together the rest of the model with this live part, uh, how all of the pieces work together here. Well, I think as people, we're rational, right? And we want things to fit together. Uh, and if they don't fit together, we're looking for a way to bring those pieces in and 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 make them make sense. And we see this in all kinds of ways. And so, you know, if, if we have an education system that doesn't logically fit together, uh, that would be dissatisfying for those of us teaching it. And it would certainly be dissatisfying for those who are experiencing it. Um, but uh, also, I think that there's a, a, uh, a, a journey, a process that's deliberate here. Uh, so we talk about the first two, ask and understand, being the academic pieces. And we think this is the way that God made people, right? Uh, at some level, you your actions stem from your ideas. And we actually say in our Navigate class that everybody asks and answers the big questions. Why am I here? What happens when I die? What is the purpose of my life? All those kinds of things. Everybody asks and answers those. However, few ask and answer them consciously. 
most people ask answers to those questions subconsciously. You've never met somebody who doesn't have some workable idea of what happens with those, but you might have a harder time meeting somebody who actually has, you know, had the courage to face that and think through it and decide if what they think about that makes sense or not, right? And so, you know, you have to start with ideas. So if you start with this idea of ask, you know, this questions-based paradigm, and that that's kind of the cr critical academic skill, and then this understand that life is connected to story and that facts don't make sense unless they're, you know, attached to a story, uh, then those are really powerful um, ideas that will then ground your reality and then inform your actions. So that's the academic part. And then there's a line. And then the other side of that is the application part. So the first that application is do, actually taking those ideas and putting them into action. There is an importance to productivity. We are called to create and to create value and to make things and to support ourselves and to pay our bills and do all those kinds of things and to contribute to the world. Uh, those are not unimportant things. Um, and, you know, you will act out of your ideas when you do those things. So what you understand about ask and understand will have a direct impact on how you do things, how well you do them, if you understand what you're doing, your motivation for doing it, all those kinds of things. Uh, but then, as we just discussed, that final piece is live, right? Uh, because do is ultimately a subsection of living. A and then the point of an education is to inform your life. It's not to inform your job. It's not to inform your career. It's not to inform your GPA. It's to inform your life. Uh, you get educated uh, because God made you with a mind that can be developed and that can learn and that, you know, we follow a rational creator who asks us to think his thoughts after him, uh, that we're told that, you know, we're going to have an eternity to think our, his thoughts after him. And there's more there than we can grasp for an infinite God. And so uh, being educated is a is an is a essential part of what it means to be human. Um, but, you know, that education should inform something bigger. And ultimately, if we bring this all down to kind of a point, it's uh, this encapsulated this phrase, Coram Deo, that we'll talk about a lot at our capstone event, which is living life in the presence of God. In other words, living our entire life with the understanding that it only makes sense in the context of God. And so that ultimately our job is to love the Lord of God with our heart, mind, and soul, and our neighbor as ourself. Loving your neighbor as yourself involves a lot of doing. Loving the Lord of God with all your heart, mind, and soul requires a lot of living. And it requires rest when you acknowledge that you're not in charge. It requires recreation when you, you know, learn more about God by, in fact, thinking God's thoughts after him and recreating. And when you understand relationships, including pivotally your relationship with the one who made you. Um, so in that sense, you know, we deliberately have developed those things to flow together, to build upon one another. And that ultimately, you know, we hope that when folks interact with us at any level, from, from our Navigate course or work, work you love, Finding Work You Love course or any of our courses um, through our coaching programs for high school, right up through the flagship Ascend program, uh, that you can't come away from Unbound without some connection to these ideas because ultimately we don't want you to have an experience with Unbound that doesn't result in you being able to live your life better. Not to be more educated, not to be smarter, not to make more money, not to be more productive, although those things might happen, uh, but to live a better life. Um, that's what we're passionate about. That's what we're excited about. And that's what we could fill 20 more podcasts with uh, if you keep asking questions along those lines. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so actually that brings me uh, perfectly into the next question that uh, Jason, Victoria, I'd love to hear from you guys on uh, specifically uh, that Jonathan kind of teed up for us is that uh, how, why unbound in this case? If if this with this model that we've just spent uh, the past several episodes talking about here, 
How do you think that Unbound demonstrates this through some of our courses or our Ascend program? What does this look like in the way that we go about educating young people? Yes, David, that's something that we are really passionate about. Uh, I'll jump on on Jonathan's bandwagon there. There's uh, we could we could talk about this for hours, and so we we won't do that. But just to kind of kick this off um, and maybe put it in a setting, right? Unbound is, or, or Ascend specifically in this instance, uh, allows students to study long distance while still coming together um, in person multiple times a year. That is intentional. That lets students stay in the life where they're at um, and apply it right where they're at to their churches, to their uh, families, to whatever they're doing in their local community. Um, they're not moving out to a college campus and living in a bubble. And as somebody who's done that, like I'm not, I'm not saying that's always a bad decision or or not the right decision for many, many people. Um, but for students who are drawn to ascend, typically there is an element where we want them to be able to pour into their communities where they're at and they have that desire to stay plugged in and be able to do that. Um, and then, of course, through our courses and through our projects, we're teaching this model, we're teaching the ask, understand, do live. Um, every student in ascend does a project, um, not specifically an academic project necessarily, although it can be if they want, um, but it's something that they need to be able to take back in their personal life or in their family life or their church life or in their community and apply something that they're learning to the world around them to make an actual real world difference. That might be a tiny difference. It might be a major one. Um, but just off the bat, those are a few of the ways that we've really sought to build that out in this program. David, the only thing I would add to that is, um, well, a couple of things. Um, Jonathan mentioned earlier on that one of the benefits of, of this model, as opposed to, um, say, kind of the way normal education works now and, and just even normal culture, is that you lose perspective when you're kind of with people who are in the same season of life as you are. Um, you know, most of the people at um, Unbound Events, Apex, uh, Base Camp, and the Capstone, most of them are somewhere between the years of 16 and 24, 25, um, but not all of them are. Um, we have some families, obviously, who who are there with young kids. Uh, we have quite a number of um, speakers coming in who are usually a generation or two older than the students in the Ascend program. And so at these events, there is just a, a really, really cool opportunity to see a intergenerational community of people who are uh, interested in learning. And that goes for the students, that goes for the speakers as well. I think most um, of the speakers we've had have had that kind of mindset um, of just learning and growing and wanting to pass that on to the students that they are um, presenting to. And so that's one thing that I would say um, is kind of sets Unbound events apart, um, which the events are kind of a core piece of, of the program there, is just the intergen intergenerational aspect of it and how when you're coming to an Unbound event, you're not just coming to um, a college camp or a college event, you're coming to an event um, that is offering you a lot of perspectives through relationships. Um, it's offering you the opportunity to build relationships which then allows you to, to learn some new perspectives. Um, and then just in general, um, the idea of relationships, um, you know, Victoria's mentioned the projects, um, each student has a project that they are required to finish. And, um, oftentimes that re project requires relationships or requires, um, maybe some partnerships, maybe some getting help on some things. Um, certainly getting some mentorship or guidance from somebody who's walked through, um, a project like that beforehand. Um, and so it really, I don't want to say forces is 
to give the connotation that this is a bad thing, but it, um, but it pushes the student into really building some of those relationships, a mentorship relationship, um, peer relationships, giving them a leadership opportunity to say, I'm going to have this project, but I'm also going to involve other people. And I'm going to be ultimately the one responsible for it, but I'm going to get in other people's help and enlist their help. Um, and so that's a leadership opportunity there. Um, and ultimately all that stuff is, is stuff that they're going to take with them and, and be able to use the rest of their life, finding relationships with people who are older and wiser, who've walked the path ahead of them, uh, finding relationships with people who are maybe just starting out on the same journey that they can kind of coach, um, finding people who have different but complementary strengths um, that they can enlist to help as they move towards a common goal. All those things, you know, fall under the do aspect of project-based education and, you know, having a project and learning by doing. Um, but, you know, a student who, you know, for example, wants to build a tiny house uh, for their project um, isn't just learning the the construction skills, although they are, right? They are putting those into practice. They're learning architecture. They're learning design. They're learning where the pipes need to go and the, the electrical wall sockets and all that kind of stuff. They're learning those practical things. And so that's more of a do, you know, under the do pillar. Um, but they're also learning, okay, I need people to help me. I need somebody who's already done this to kind of show me, um, you know, what questions I need to be asking and where I can find the answers. Um, I need to, you know, have a relationship with somebody who can supply the materials. I need a relationship with somebody who can help me with the manpower since I can't do this all on my own. And those skills, um, I, I think are different than the construction skills. And I think in some ways are far more important and valuable because, um, you know, it might be a tiny house today. It might be a, a whole entire, you know, subdivision community, you know, in 20 years, or it could be something totally different, non-construction related, um, in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, but having that skill of being able to, to lead and also to follow, to be mentored, to mentor, to rest, to find the time to, um, recreate, to build those relationships, all those different things. Um, those are the things that are really going to, make or break your your life, so to speak. And I know that kind of sounds dramatic, um, but I think it's true. I think being able to um, understand how to, how to live in that kind of world um, is really going to make a difference in that student's life. Um, and so that's, that's what I would add to the conversation for all it's worth. I certainly think that it was uh, very worth hearing. So I've appreciated hearing from all of you guys on this. And uh, I think that as we close, I will, uh, for the last time in this series, uh, see if I can try to condense all of what you guys have talked about into a quick summary for us. So we have talked so far in this series about the importance of uh, asking questions, living in a questions-based paradigm and learning how to ask better questions that follow up on more questions how to then understand the answers that you get to those questions, how to make sense of the answers in the context of a story, of God's story specifically. And then once you've asked the questions and you've gotten answers, then you can do things with them. You can use uh, some of the things that we talk about in projects-based education and actually go out and do excellent work and quickly and effectively master complicated information. 
But you can do all of those things, but the point of having all of those things is not just to go out and have a successful career. The point of all of those things is to go out and live a full rich life that God has put in place for you to not only just do work that he's called you to do, but also to forge meaningful relationships with people in your community, those in different generations. Uh, and alongside of that, to also be able to rest from your work and to be able to recreate and to be able to use what God has given you to be able to uh, create other things as well. Uh, all of those things together, I think, is what we at Unbound have as our vision for imparting on students to be able to say, we don't just want to give you a fun few years where you learn some skills that you may or may not actually use in the real world. We want to be able to train young adults in giving them the tools, the mindset, and the soft skills that they need to be able to live a fuller, richer life through Christ, wherever God leads them. Excellent summary, David. I think you could do this professionally. <laughs> and ultimately, we hope that you catch the same excitement that we have for that. You know, to, to, to build on everything as David just said, is that uh, we think that this ultimately leads to a, a richer, uh, more fulfilling life, which David has mentioned, but also one's more exciting and more fun, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, to, to when you realize that you're, uh, in, engagement, entertainment, uh, I don't know, entertainment seems like a cheap word. Uh, when the richness of your life is not connected to a salary or to a, pr your productivity, I think that that's when things get really exciting. Um, and I think all of us here uh, are, are witnesses to the fact that, that, that life is interesting. It is uh, surprising. It has twists and turns and new things going on all the time. And when they're all woven together with some of this understanding, um, then there's just a, an, an exhilaration and excitement to that that I think is, is available to those who believe and those who can actually rest and recreate and focus on relationships. And ultimately, uh, whether you ever join in bounce programs or not, we hope this series helps you to sort of think through that a little bit better so that you can get a little taste of that as well. Well, thank you all so much for joining me for uh, all of these episodes. I know that I have learned a lot and hopefully all those who have listened have learned as well. So thank you guys very much. David, I'll echo staff and saying, as always, amazing summary. I am not going to saying anything else to that effect to, uh, I mean, you did it really well. I'm not going to attempt anything, but um, I think just hearing all of this is, again, really cool to see how it is, dare I say, being a little dramatic life and death, um, where all these principles and, and education itself, it's not just about how much you make and what you do for a job. It really is life perspective, worldview, dare I say, of how we want to approach life. And I really appreciate you um, and the executive staff team outlining all these different things of, yeah, like this is not just our education philosophy. This is how we want to look at life, how we want to honor the Lord in our lives, hopefully. Absolutely. That's uh, It's such an important thing to stress and to 
think through these things just in general, uh, you know, even if you've been listening to this and you may not necessarily 100% agree or understand uh, on some of the mm. things that we've talked about. And that's totally okay. But even just having these conversations and discussing through these things is really important. But if you are confused about anything that we have talked about so far, or if you would just like to learn more about uh, what we do here at Unbound and some of our programs, then we would highly encourage you to visit our website. Our website is beunbound.us. Uh, you can find a link to it in the show notes below, but would definitely recommend you check out uh, our different programs, uh, some of our blog articles that Jace writes. That you've heard from him throughout this entire series and uh, any of our other uh, episodes of the podcast or some of the YouTube videos that Abe helps produce. Uh, we've all uh, we've got a whole bunch of different mediums where you can learn about what we do and why we do it. Join the conversation. Uh, there is the contact button on the website if you have thoughts or um, just ways that you've experienced all these different principles in your own life. We would love to hear from you or if you want to hear more about our higher education program. Guys, thank you again so much for joining us on this series in season four. Uh, it's crazy to think. Yeah, we've gone through uh, all five points um, and the introduction for these several months, and uh, it's been quite a journey. I hope you've understood a little bit more about Unbound, if nothing else. Thank you, and as always, be Unbound. <laughs>